Hello, and welcome to The Revolution Will Not Be Podcast. I'm Paul Feldman, Communications Editor for The Real Democracy Movement. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Jerry Gold to talk about the Tory government's autumn financial statement. Jerry is co-author of A House of Cards about the background to the 2008 financial crash. He also produced Let's Compost Capitalism, a free online course which is available on the RDM website. Jerry, thanks for joining us. This is the second Tory emergency budget in as many months. What's going on? Well, Paul, um, I think the most important point to make here is that just like the predecessor of the trust government, this is another attempt to uh, manage the slow decline of the, the whole system. Um, and it's the decline of the system that's really determines what they do. So when the markets reacted to Truss and drove her out of power, it was because profits were not going to be maintained. Clearly, the disruption to the system that they were introducing was unsustainable. Um, this time, well, Sunak and Hunter making the markets much happier because they set out to produce a budget that would meet the expectations of the market. When they say the market or the markets, they're referring to the people who manage the money for the super rich around the world and attempt to keep the system on track. But as I said, this system is not on track. It's in decline locally in the UK and globally. What do you mean by the system, Jerry? I mean the capitalist system, the for-profit system of production, the social relations which have been in existence for a couple of hundred years, effectively, um, and which are driving the exploitation of the planet, driving climate change. And while some people like to say that the whole system, the whole problem has been made worse by this strange thing called COVID. What they don't see is that COVID itself was a product of the expansion of production uh, and agricultural production and the elimination of places where the wild things could live, bringing people and uh, jungle animals into conflict with each other, into contact with each other. So you can say that the crisis has produced COVID and has been uh, exacerbated by it. And exacerbated by the invasion of Ukraine, presumably. Indeed. indeed. The battle for uh, the rich agricultural land of the Ukraine, which has been the breadbasket of much of the world for a long time. Um, something that, again, was intensified by the worsening crisis. So some people are saying that this budget, some people, including the Labour Party, say this is a political choice and it didn't have to be this kind of budget which is going to reduce living standards, that there was an alternative way of uh, taxation which would avoid this. What do you make of that argument? Well, of course, to some extent, it's a political choice. Uh, the previous one, eight weeks ago or so, was a different political choice and was found to be wanting by, by the 
the controllers of the world economy, or people that have any influence on it. Um, but the scale of what's taking place now can be measured in the gap between the uh, vast debts which have been accumulated in order to keep the show on the road, married to this uh, historic attack on living standards, which is, as the OBR says, the greatest since records began. And there is an expectation that living standards in general will decline by 7% um, until, what, by April 2024, I think is the figure. But that doesn't take into account the new shocks which will be coming down the track. So uh, the political choice, of course, was referred to uh, or referenced in the extra money, they say, for health, social care, education. Um, but as, as has immediately been pointed out, this additional two or three billion on the NHS budget is much less than inflation and much less than is necessary to sustain the provision of health care um, without it disintegrating into chaos. You talked about debt. Are we talking here about government debt, government borrowing, or personal debt, or household debt, or both? All of the above. Right. Debt is spread across the whole economy, uh, and however it appears, we all have to, we're all required to contribute to it by working harder. Uh, I mean, I think the extreme and clearest form of what we as workers are going to be required to do is in uh, Elon Musk's latest assault on the Twitter employees. Uh, they're going to work, have to work extremely long hours and work very hard, he says. And they're just leaving in droves. This is, this is a kind of a meltdown of the system, which you can see in Twitter and you can see in Amazon, which is sacking, I don't know, 7, 10, 15% of its staff. Uh, and in the tech companies, and they're all moving now to take account of the ongoing and deepening recession, which is affecting the whole of the world. Now, this is going to lead in, in the UK and elsewhere to a big increase in unemployment. And some at the Bank of England, for example, say, well, unemployment is necessary to take the heat off wages and to, uh, and to discipline labour. Do you think it's as deliberate as that? Yes, for sure. Um, they've used unemployment as a weapon. I mean, they've been trying to use zero hours contracts and similar kinds of precarious employment for the last few years as a way of increasing the level of um, exploitation, the rate of exploitation. But that's come to its limits. And now there's just too many people, too many employees um, in the context of a declining economy. This recession is going to be very hard. It's not going to be temporary. It's going to be years and it's going to be disastrous for most people. And so they're using unemployment as a way of attempting to hold wages down in the, in the response to this wave of strikes, which is spreading across the whole of the public sector. How does this crisis in the UK 
relate to the global economic situation? I mean, it's not just a British thing, is it, this, this economic uh, recession? It seems to be getting a grip in, in Europe and, and other parts of the world. Is that right? Indeed it is. In many countries in the world, um, uh, it's getting a hold. The, the figures appear to show that things are worse in the UK, and I suppose that's because historically the UK was the home of the capitalist system and has become the oldest and most decrepit part of it now. So since um, manufacturing was virtually eliminated and replaced by making the city of London the, the, the main pillar of the whole economy, now that um, the financial system collapsed effectively in 2007 and 8, um, the repercussions are being felt. It takes a while for these things to work out, but they've arrived now on the doorstep of the UK. But as we say, the UK is just the worst, and the recession is getting its hands across the whole of the world economy. You mentioned the debt crisis and the financial meltdown of 2007 and 8. Is there a chance that that could be repeated on a, on, a, on a bigger scale this time? It may not take the same form, but we can see that, uh, for example, in the cryptocurrency markets, bankruptcies are mounting. FTX has gone to the wall um, and other companies are following. And there's no possibility that they can be restored. Uh, Will it turn into a massive crash? Difficult to say, but the possibility is certainly there. So moving on to what we can do about this, I mean, what kind of policies do you advocate to deal with this crisis? Radical ones. We can't carry on with a capitalist economy. The future of the planet depends on us uh, bringing this period of history it's a short period of history. It's only a couple of hundred years. Bring it to an end now and replace it with something built upon um, cooperation, social ownership, not-for-profit production, um, and taking over the fossil fuel companies and shutting them down uh, and turning to a system of sustainable production. It's easy to say, not so easy to achieve, especially when we're facing the power of global corporations, which can move their production where they want. So that's why we need a kind of global cooperation amongst people who are prepared to take on this system and replace it. And, and this can be built on existing ideas and existing forms of cooperation, do you think? Or do we have to reinvent the wheel here? Well, there are embryonic forms of this. I mean, lots of people around have been attempting to build um, not-for-profit production. There's small things going that have been in existence for 30 or 40 years in this country. Um, the cooperative movement is a global thing. It's been misled and parrots uh, the way that capitalism works, but it can be transformed. There are lots of people trying all kinds of different ways of living. And if you 
would like to read the last book written by author David Graeber, uh, co-written by him, you can discover that in history there have been any number of different ways of which people have organised their societies in order to uh, carry out what they need. So it's nothing is fixed, everything is possible. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jerry Gold, for speaking to us. And uh, please subscribe to the podcasts. Visit uh, the website, realdemocracymovement.org, to uh, check out Jerry's online political uh, economic education course called Let's Compost Capitalism. And on the website, you can also take part in a discussion about creating the future that Jerry is talking about. So thanks for listening.